28th day of the month. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. John 17, verse 18. You are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 20. Today we consider what it means to say that the church is apostolic. In its broadest sense, an apostle is a person who is sent on a mission. In this sense, all Christians are apostles. Some churches refer to their missionary efforts as the apostolate, but early in the life of the church, certain persons became such noted and effective communicators of the gospel that they came to be called the apostles, almost as if there were no others. Although often limited to the twelve, together with Paul, even in a narrow sense more should be included than that. It can well be argued, for example, that the first apostles were Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, since they specifically were sent by the risen Lord to tell the others that he had triumphed over death. The church is apostolic in both senses. All Christians are sent into the world to proclaim the good news, but always they are to measure their understanding against the apostolic faith that which was set forth by those who are closest to Jesus. We who were sent in our own day are not free to invent a new gospel. Our task is to find new ways of proclamation, well suited to our time and place in history, so that our contemporaries can grasp the meaning in this age of what the hymn writer Catherine Henke called the old, old story of Jesus and his love. This is why the content of the Bible is fixed, It records the earliest memories of Jesus. We are not free to add to scriptures our own experiences, as if they too were sacred history. But we are responsible for translating into understandable terms anything in the scriptures that cannot be readily grasped by people in our day. And this translation will take into account our own experiences. This is what it means to say that the church is apostolic. Opening Prayer To you, God, be all glory. From you we have received grace upon grace. To you we owe all allegiance and gratitude. In the midst of the temptations, distractions, and glamour of the world, fasten our attention on the faith we have received from others and are called to share with others. Make us your true apostles through Christ who summons and sends us. Amen. Psalm 96, verses 10 through 13. Get out the message. God rules. He put the world on a firm foundation. He treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from sky with earth joining in and a huge round of applause from sea. Let wilderness turn cartwheels. Animals come dance. Put every tree of the forest in the choir an extravaganza before God as he comes, as he comes to set everything right on earth. Set everything right. Treat everyone fair. From the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis, verses 1 through 16. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. 
So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready, quickly, three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, There, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall bear a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old, and my husband is old, shall I be fruitful? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is there anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Yes, you did laugh. From the tenth chapter, the letter to the Hebrews, verses 26 through 39. For if we willingly persist in sin after having received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful prospect of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has violated the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think it will be deserved by those who have spurned the Son of God? profane the blood of the covenant by which they were sanctified, and outraged the spirit of grace. For we know the one who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall those earlier days, when after you had been enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to insults and afflictions, and sometimes becoming partners with those so treated. For you had compassion for those who were in prison, and you cheerfully accepted the plundering of your possessions, knowing that you yourselves possess something better and more lasting. Do not therefore abandon that boldness of yours. It brings a great reward. For you need endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet, in a very little while, The one whose coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. My soul takes no pleasure in anyone who shrinks back. But we are not among those who shrink back. And so are lost, but among those who have faith, and so preserve our souls. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 16 through 27. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough, because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there. They also saw that Jesus had not gotten into the boat with his disciples. 
but that his disciples had gone away alone. But some boats from Tiberias came into the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. These are the readings of the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Saturday. Prepare our hearts, O Lord, to join together with your whole congregation to praise and serve you. Reveal your presence to all who will gather in adoration and self-offering. To those who cannot for good reason go gladly into your house, give your strength and consolation that they may know of the concern of their communities of faith. Make us receptive to your word for us and enable us to know and do your will. Bind your people together in a shared faith, a common witness, and compassionate service to the world through Jesus our Savior. Amen. Centering Prayer by William M. Runyon Lord, I have shut the door. Speak now the word, which in the din and throng could not be heard. Hush now my inner heart. Whisper thy will. While I have come apart, while all is still, in this blessed quietness clamoring cease, here in thy presence dwells infinite peace. Yonder the strife and cry, yonder the sin. Lord, I have shut the door, thou art within. Lord, I have shut the door, strengthen my heart. Yonder awaits the task, I share a part. Only through grace bestowed may I be true. Here, while alone with thee, my strength renew. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Receive this closing prayer by John Hunter, 19th century Scotland. Grant, O Lord, that what has been said with our lips we may believe in our hearts, and that what we believe in our hearts we may practice in our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.